Welcome back. Final hour of the Bill Michaels Show on this Monday, this Manic Monday. Good to have you on board. We continue on and uh, bring in now our guy, Mike Lemons, as uh, we try to put a cap on uh, on what went down yesterday. And now to look forward to the rest of the week, Rashawn, Gary Dunn, ACL torn. Uh, they've got some other injuries to deal with. And uh, Mike Lemons now joining us on the hotline. Michael, how you doing, man? Okay. You know, I, I couldn't help but as I'm trying to watch that game inside Ford Field, uh, the crowd just got into it by the end of the first quarter and it just grew in the intensity and it's a, it got to be a loud place man probably the loudest i've ever heard ford field and i couldn't help but during the game finally i just had to pull off a sheet of paper off the notebook and i had to keep uh, just a running list of the injuries of the packers because they were losing like two players a quarter i was i even joked i think on twitter that you know the uh, the, the injury cart was ran out of electricity. They had they had recharged because <laughs> oh, they were geez. making so many trips back and forth the Packers locker room. And the Lions were losing players too. But you know, Dan Campbell, I mean here this guy a week ago today loses a close one to Miami. He fires one of the you know, a good guy and an Aubrey Pleasant, a former Badgers safety who's his defensive back coach. Uh their def- defense has been pathetic, ranked thirty second in the league, and then they got Aaron Rodgers coming in. And then the T.J. Hawkinson trade, and people are just like, well, what are you doing with this team? Uh, we know you're in the middle of a rebuild, but why do you give up a third-round pick from just a couple of years ago? You would think that would be one of the foundations for when you get a quarterback. And here their defense holds Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to nine points, out, regardless of how much Aaron Rodgers helped out the Lions with that. And Dan Campbell was asked about, you know, here a week later, your defense puts on this kind And the, the tenacity of those guys, like Samari Torrey with that catch in the fourth down, and, and then Akura and that other defender, just they wouldn't stop. They it, Swatting at the ball, trying to create a takeover, trying to save that game in front of the Lions fans. And here was Dan Campbell after the win. Look, I, I'm excited because we won, man, and uh, and I just I feel like it was great to see, man, our defense taking some heat, and uh, to see them step up against a worthy opponent, you know, is uh, and a good quarterback. It's just it's good, it's real good, and uh, I'm proud of those guys because it's easy to just you know get frustrated and go in the tank, and but they came back and uh, they believed in, in themselves. They, they believed in the coaches were going to get them prepared and give them the best game plan to have success, and so they just came back to work. Um, I felt like we had a good plan for him. And just how we wanted to play, look, you got to disguise. I mean, you have to. And uh, he'll take it all the way down the wire to get a beat on what you're doing. You know, and then if you have an opportunity, you got to make the most of it, and, I, and we did that today. You know, it's one of those where if you just hang in there and – there again, man, if you're going to get beat, it's because you're in phase and a guy made one hell of a play on you. It's just, a, you know, you just happen to get beat one-on-one, but it's not the, the crucial errors. The Was that your guy or my guy? That, that you know, you eliminate that. And those guys just, they stepped up and uh, and they made it happen today. Mike, uh, the, the rash of injuries, um, you know, I don't know if it was turf-related or not. I mean, every time we have an injury on anybody that's got a turf field, it's always blamed on the field. But regardless, a lot of bad luck yesterday for the Packers. You know, you mentioned Rashawn Gary. Saw him on crutches get on the team bus. Running back Aaron Jones uh, had a boot 
on his uh, what was his left ankle, I think, uh, and crutches. Now I, I've heard that an MRI says it wasn't severe uh, for Aaron Jones, so that's the only other word we got there. You got Christian Watson with you know second concussion in a week, but these other you know tw- well the Eric Stokes thing. I mean that the Fox TV crew said that that was so gruesome they were going to play the replay of the ankle and knee injury. Uh, John Runyon with a knee. You and I have talked to uh, former players. Uh, I, Josh Sitton used to talk about this on the air with a show that I was on regularly about uh, about how bad the carpet is, and that's what they call it, is Ford Field. So I asked for Sewell Douglas about the situation in the visitor's locker room. Eight or nine of your teammates had to leave the game with injury. Does that say something of the intensity of today's game? Um, I don't know. That is that or the turf. So it's probably a little bit of both. But everybody knew this was a game that we had to win, or should have won. But, um, so everybody's just out there just trying to get their all. And injuries happen as a part of the game. Uh, everyone gets injured. So. Oh, and guys were flying around. Yeah, yeah, everybody was flying full speed. Everybody was trying to get a win. Yeah. What's your emotion right now? I don't know. But it's like five in a row, so I don't, I don't know how to feel right now. Is it confusing? Two more for him. He's gonna hit the show. I wouldn't say confusing. I'm just, I'm a, like, I think we're all just upset. We're just all upset. Alpha. I know I am. Um, guys, just, I, I don't think they really know where to go. This is an unfamiliar position for the Green Bay Packers, and you look at a team that came in, Mike, from a 13-win season. They bolstered their defense. They bring back Jair, a healthy Jair. They sign him. It seems like everything's trending in the right direction defensively, and all they did was lose a couple of wide receivers and one backup lineman, and they go from 13 wins to this mess. They gave Rasul Douglas a, a contract. They gave Jair a contract to made the highest-paid defensive back. A lot of swagger to Jair. Uh, had a nice pick. Also had a boneheaded uh, 15-yard penalty against him. Uh, in the game, uh, and but to me, since day one of training camp, I thought the best player on defense was Rashawn Gary, and I talked about that regularly during training camp about how his his speed off the snap had, had found a new gear, and how well he looked in shape, and how well I thought he was, you know, playing in games. And so there he is on that turf, and he's running to one side and then turning and making a, a cut back, and all of a sudden he's holding his knee. As you say, torn ACL, that's going to be a year. We've dealt with all these other ACLs. And in a lot of them, by the way, happen to be in you know, these turf fields. You'll just uh, ask uh, Elton Jenkins about that. So in the last February, I asked Brian Goodkins when we talked to him at Combine, if Zadarius doesn't come back from this back injury, well, what are you th- thinking? He goes, well, we, you know, we got Rashawn, we got Preston, and we like Jonathan Garvin. Well, two weeks ago, Jonathan Garvin was a healthy scratch. I mean, he's fallen off the radar. But, you know, Kingsley and Agbari, they call him J.J. Uh, I, we talked to J.J. about it. He's been coming on and getting more snaps and getting some productivity. So this is going to be your guy, probably opposite Preston Smith, to try and get some pressure on Dak Prescott next Sunday. We talked to the, to the rookie after the game. Um, I feel like we played pretty good, but as always, definitely plays that we obviously want back, definitely plays that we could have made um, that could have changed the game. Um, so definitely, um, I feel like we 
did pretty good. It was a team that was a pretty explosive offense uh, throughout the season so far, and we held them to 15 points. So, um, it, I mean, obviously sucks. Um, one of them games where it was the fourth quarter game um, that the, the Lions can obviously came up. Uh, the winners victorious. Just go harder, man. Obviously, I'm not making a big, big enough uh, difference uh, to help the team win, but it's um, ultimately about winning and just ultimately contributing to a winning effort. I and I get it. I you know uh, the the defense didn't play terrible. This is not one where people can scream about Joe Barry's defense because they did have a pretty good offense. They did hold them to only fifteen points, and normally you would win a lot of games holding teams to only fifteen points. But it's still it's you know you go from what they were last year with the uh, all of the perfection heading into the postseason against San Francisco to where they they can't get out of their own way right now. You know, Bill, somebody was saying to me, okay, you're going into this thing with a four-game losing streak. Pick a slump buster in the NFL. Pick any city. Where would you, who would you like to play this weekend to get out of the dumps? And you say, well, we're here. <laughs> the one in six lines. This is right. the place. This is the place to turn it around. So you talk to Kenny Clark, who's still playing at a high level. It's like, dude, and he, you know, Quay Walker, the rookie, had to call the defense because Devondre Campbell was out this week with a knee injury. And so you go to Kenny, how, how do you go from winning 13 games a year, three years in a row to this? Um, I mean, we can't shoot, I mean, shoot ourselves in the foot. Um, can't have, can't have penalties in critical situations. Um, and at the end of the day, um, you gotta make more plays. I mean, uh, you gotta give them credit. They made plays and we didn't. Say one uh, he did a great job. He did a great job commanding the huddle. Um, you know, he made plays and, um, you know, happy about his progression. To talk about what happened after Eric left and how that changed your secondary. Uh, after Eric left? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, their plan was to run the ball, so, I mean, uh, I, mean I, I, think, I think we was doing a pretty good job. We had a lot of movement, a lot of blitzes, um, man, in this weekend, um, you know, uh, I think we, we did a really good job. Um, you know, Eric going down, um, it was tough. You know, it, it was tough, but, um, you know, guys, he's got to step up. Mike, uh, I would assume that really across the board, everybody's feeling bad. But like I said, the defense didn't lose that ball game. That offense just was uh, unbelievably inept. I, the emotions coming out of the offensive side, I mean, I know Rodgers, uh, TJ Lang, I think, during the broadcast of the Detroit game uh, on their radio side, said this is the most angry and upset he's ever seen Aaron Rodgers. I, I got a feeling that everybody on that side of the football is feeling pretty pretty bad and probably wondering what the hell's gone so wrong. Yeah, and me particularly, particular, in the very last drive, it's like, okay, if, if Green Bay can score a touchdown here and Mason kicks the field goal, you get this exciting one-point win. And they had the ball uh, third and five from about their own 45, and the referees are walking around, and there's a stoppage of play, and it's taking the Packers completely out of rhythm, and Rodgers is looking at the ref like, what, what are we doing here? What's going on? And they're waiting and waiting and waiting, and I understand from the TV version, you know, the, the play clock was off again. We had this in Green Bay a couple of weeks ago where, you know, the, the clock you're seeing on TV is going down to, you know, three, two, one, zero, one, two, and <laughs> And the Packers were getting breaks on this, which was driving some of the Lions fans crazy. And I mean, just this total confusion made really no sense. You know, when you listen to some of these players yesterday, Bill, in the locker room, and you're having these conversations with them, you hear these long pauses in, in their thoughts. And that's because 
It's not they're being careful. They don't know what to say at this point. Like you talked to Bobby Tunyon, who was open over the middle, and for some reasons Rodgers went, you know, Rodgers has got this bad thumb, but it's, it's low and away, and the kid, you know, Kirby uh, Joseph ends up getting his second pick of the day. You talk to Tunyon about, how, how, are, you, how are you guys right now? Are you, are you angry? Are you frustrated? What, I mean, what do you feel like right now? disappointed because uh, we know the type of team we are and the type of players we have and so on but just kind of what I was um, talking to the media about this week is just kind of that next play next game mentality I mean that's really all you can do like I said we got great players in here we have enough I think that it's just a little bit of just kind of putting it all together and just a little bit of bad luck right now and uh, it just takes one win to kind of you know change that around I trust who, who we have in this locker room and the players that we have to come out of this and uh, just see, you know, what, what we're really about. You know, Mike, it's funny. I was uh, I mentioned this earlier today and I noted it yesterday. During halftime, Sean Payton had said as they started to talk about, well, this defense and the Packers can get right here in the second half. And Sean Payton said, wait a minute. This is one of the worst-ranked defenses in the National Football League. And every week we talk about the Packers, this being a get-right game. If they don't get right here... There is no more getting right. And they only put up nine points against one of the worst defenses in the National Football League. I, you got to now scratch your head and go, what the hell are we doing? Especially those last four plays on offense, and you're now within the 20. Actually, to me, I, you know, the, the first down mark was about the four, and I'm thinking, like, just get another first down. But they, they, they ran four successive plays to take a shot to get in the end zone, even though there was enough time on the clock. And all of them, all of them, you know, fell. All of them were incomplete. Battle, it was it was just and and you could see the Lions players now were starting to get a little gassed. And and I know that Romeo Dobbs is off the field and Christian Watson's off the field, and they probably have a bunch of plays for them and all that. Uh, so yeah, I asked Tunyon, how how did you still only come away only scoring nine points a day against Detroit? execution and just kind of finishing plays and then you know we get penalties and we're behind the sticks good plays are taken off the board so it's just been unfortunate lately i don't think there's any one thing or person or blaming or what it is i think it's just sometimes just bad luck they had a lot of that no doubt veterans rogers upset other guys upset and you take a guy like say mercedes lewis a guy that's been there done that seen it all and, you know, he's also got to be going, what the hell? I came back for this? And we asked, we asked Mercedes, you know, what, what was said today? What, did, would a little floor say something? Did any of the players stand up and say something about this? Because remember a week ago, I think it was Preston Smith maybe, and then, you know, Donald Levitt, the, the, safe, the special teams guy, got up on a rant and said, you know, after – losing to the commanders or a couple of weeks ago, these different rants. And so Mercedes said, no, nobody said anything. It's just pretty much quiet in here. And so we asked him, why, why didn't anybody speak up amongst players after this loss? This league is uh, unforgiving. You know what I mean? It'll humble you quick. And the margin uh, for error is small. We didn't make enough plays, and you know, that's the result. Is this season, can you still turn it around, and what do you have to do to do that? Yeah, I mean, we still got some games left. Um, it's a playoff mentality from here. You know, can't afford to keep dropping games. So 
just going to keep chipping away at it. So you can do it. Stay in NFL at the end of the day, you know? Uh, sometimes things are going to go your way. Sometimes it's not. It's not much you can say about a game like this. We all understand, um, especially when you know how much we put into this. So, yeah, it's it's rather bleak, and you can hear it in his voice. Yeah, I you know I, I, I mean, I don't know. Lafleur's got his hands full, and you know, I don't I don't know where Lafleur is as the emotional leader with this group right now. And it's slipping really fast because if you can't try to come up with X's and O's, you've got this tremendous challenge. Suddenly, I mean, overnight, now your roster is really wrecked with some uh, serious injuries that are going to affect you for at least the next month. And in Rashawn Gary's case, confirmed for the season. I think I think Eric Stokes has got to be season-ending. I would be just shocked if it was anything like that. Uh, and, 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 a, and a guy like Aaron Rodgers who – I don't know. It's kind of an indifferent cat. He's not never been the vocal leader. I'm not sure how you turn this thing around right now. No doubt. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more with Mike Clements coming up. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Pressure. Roger steps away, throws, it's intercepted again! It's Joseph again! Kirby Joseph having the game of his season here today. He's got two off Rodgers. Play comes in, we get executed. And, you know, the kid made a nice one down the middle, but the other two, you know, I probably should have just checked out that play and hand the ball off or adjusted the route in the first one. You know, there's a lot of things that go into that. But, you know, we had a couple chances for sure. Uh, can't lose a game like that against that team, though. Uh, so that's going to hurt for a while. Can't lose a game like that against that team. Ooh, some strong words towards the uh, Detroit Lions to basically call them that team, insinuating uh, that they're not that good. We should have beat them. Uh, for all intents and purposes, probably true. Uh, Mike Clemens joining us on the Highline. He's brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, and just a mile from Lambeau Field. Perfect for that family stay as well. That's the BayMotelGreenBay.com. BayMotelGreenBay.com. Call them for reservations, 920-494-3441. And if you're just over that direction, maybe you stop into the Bay Family Restaurant featuring home-style cooking seven days a week. They're right there on South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Again, 920-494-3441 or go to BayMotelGreenBay.com. So, Mike, uh, you know, I mean, the, the loss is the loss, and now... Man, oh man! Now you got to figure out how you're gonna, you know, get yourself a, uh, you know, some some weapons to get downfield to, tra- you know, same old stuff. I mean, I could basically play the record from two weeks ago, and it would sound the same. By the way, that clip of Aaron Rodgers right there—they uh, were replaying over and over again on the sports stations here in Detroit all morning long. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> they were having some serious fun with that. Hey, I was outside the—we were waiting for the Packers locker room to open. And all of a sudden, there came that uh, kid that made that pick there, the, the Kirby Joseph, even though he had that hel- vicious helmet-to-helmet collision with his teammate, Akuda, they were able to return to the game. So that was good news there. Uh, but he came over and did a, a jersey swap with Tariq Carpenter. Um, I guess those guys got to be friends at Combine or something. 
But um, it just just to say, you know, it's interesting to see those kinds of moments with the players connecting with each other, these two rookies that are mm-hmm. now in the NFL. Um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, at his press conference, just he was he first of all, he was drained. I mean, he was he was emotionally and physically drained after that game. And I thought one of the things that stood out was, what is this guy doing running out of the pocket on this turf? And there's a lot of times where he's getting first downs for his team and sliding. And, you know, that's, you know, it was needed. He ended up being having 40 yards of of total carries. He led the team in rushing as long as was that one 18 yards where he got a first down, but he carried it four times out of the, the pocket. But, you know, that just says to the, the duress they had in the offensive line. Bakhtiari had to leave the game and came back for, for the final drive. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Zach Tom, this kid, you know, I was thinking about this on the way. You know, they we asked, why don't you run Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari on the same day so they can be in sync for a practice? And the answer is Zach Tom. is because, you know, Zach Tom has got to practice at left guard now on Wednesday, and then he's got to practice at left tackle on Thursday. So that's, I mean, that's how desperate they are at this situation. Mm-hmm. So I asked Rogers uh, about this after the game. Um, I said, you know, you got all these players that are getting injured. Uh, you, you're running for your life in all these plays. How how intense was this game today against the Lions? Well, I mean, I played shitty, but uh, I never gave up. Uh, and obviously, I don't want to lead us in rushing, um, but I knew I was going to have to make some plays in my legs, and that's really the moving forward. I'm going to have to keep doing things like that. But uh, but no, I feel like we never gave up. I mean, we moved the ball well in the first half, and I threw a couple picks in the end zone, took points off the board. So that obviously came back to hurt us down the stretch. Yeah, three uh, inside the 25-yard line or near the end zone picks, I mean, <laughs> you know, two of which were completely on Rodgers. I mean, hitting a guy in a helmet, I've never seen that out of Rodgers before. I mean, hitting him square in the face. And then that pass to uh, to Bakhtiari, that was that was terrible. I wouldn't even have – had Aiden Hutchinson not even been there, it would have been incomplete. It was so underthrown. No, and there's a lot of questions, too, is what the hell are they doing throwing the ball to David Bakhtiari? If the guy's got a bad knee, why is he a receiver? I'm sure that, you know, Rodgers sold him on the idea, hey, look, who's the least, who's the last guy anybody thinks is going to go out for a pass? It's going to be David Bakhtiari. But, you know, he admitted he threw a bad ball on that one, which, uh, I, 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 you know something? Well, I'll talk about this in, in just a second. Uh, here's a moment that was, I my perception was Rogers got emotional uh, in a, in a sense of just, again, drained, you know, he's just drained after this loss. And he was asked a fair question from a regular reporter from the athletic who said, you know, I mean, seriously, you've been saying, we'll get this fixed. We'll get this fixed. And now you lose this one. How do you turn around? And when you hear this long pause, Rogers puts his head down and is trying to think through this and maybe holding back, some emotion. Here's how it went. How do you, I'm not trying to be disrespectful in saying this, how do you believe that you guys can still turn around after you guys have just lost to that team? 
I've been counted out many times in uh, my life, as have many of my teammates. And I hope we just dig deep and find a way. We will truly be underdogs for many games moving forward. Hopefully we can embrace that. We have two games at home. We've got to go win those two games in a week. And then this thing looks a little different. Mike, um, yeah, I don't know how they're going to win the next two games. I don't know if they're going to win another game the rest of the season. Well, everybody's thinking like, well, start playing Jordan Love and get ready for the future and all that. And I said, no, no. no. You know, there's an adage that the, that the franchise has. It's something that LaFleur started about, hey, try and get me 1% more better today. Every day, try and do tomorrow better. And I don't, I don't think that you just start auditioning players and you tank to, to be in the draft. I don't think you do that. And uh, and or decide if Jordan Love's going to be any good. Uh, what you do is you try and put whatever you can on the field this week and do your best job to defend the turf. And what by that way, you know, when Enik Bari is in there now for Rashawn Gary, whose season is over with, he'll get better. He'll get better. And then you have to work at it every day. You don't just you don't just you know roll the helmets out and somehow plan for some super draft or super free agency and make salary cap space that that never works. You have to get better as an organization. And if you have to fire some coaches along the way, you do that. But you know, the big thing that's going on right here is, is Gutekunst. Has he gotten Aaron Rodgers enough help? And when it comes to your shortage of receivers right now, people think about that time that, that sports illustrated photo when you had Greg Jennings and, Jordy Nelson and James Jones and Randall Cobb and Jermichael Finn. You know something? It took years to put that roster together. And, you know, you, you've got Greg Jennings. And then, the, like, the next year you drafted James Jones. And then you got Jermichael Finley. And you added Jordy Nelson. And then you put Randall Cobb in there. This organization under Goody was it 2008. They drafted three receivers one year. And then they went on and worked on they got three running backs and then they worked on offensive line and then they used their top picks on defense and defense. And that's why the cupboard is bare now. That's why, because you weren't doing this. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to spread it out and, and, and bring in those players year after year after year. And they haven't done that. And now, and then they try to, they try to fix it with the two, three picks they made this year in wide receiver, but, you know, uh, clearly they've missed with Christian Watson. That, that, that's, that could have been such a difference maker if the kid was half of what he showed in practice. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. And it's uh, it's not getting any better anytime soon, that's for sure. And now the question's become, what do you do? I mean, you got to get better the rest of the year. You hope to win a couple more games along the way. And then you've got to have a fast turnaround and commitment in the off offseason. Uh, I, I think it starts there and then, We'll see. Mike, uh, you know, we're only halfway, unofficially halfway through the season, but uh, at this point I think what you're now playing for is to see what you've got and what you're going to have going into next year, right? Yeah, and um, what do you do if you're Matt LaFleur? I mean, you don't go to Rodgers and say, are you coming back next year? Because I sort of need to know that now. I I think if you're Matt LaFleur, you just try and win football games with – wherever you can. And I think you need to stop worrying about whether you offend number 12. Yeah, and, and, I would you know, agree. I mean, if, if I'm Brian Gutekunst and, and 
he says, hey, you're not happy that we didn't get the Claypool deal, that I didn't throw in a Trump pick? Well, let me tell you, if I was running this team, Mercedes Lewis would be gone. Randall Cobb would have never been here. There's two players I could have put on the bus right there for you. And, you know, mm-hmm. you're, the one that, you're the one that hired Tom Clements, okay? You know, Luke Getze, it was, you know, the last quarterback's coach. You know, he's, he's one that we hired, and uh, he's doing a great job with Justin Fields, with the, as I'm concerned. And Nathaniel Hackett, forget about what's happening with him, you know, as a head coach. Um, that guy was was really good at installing plans and clearly, you know, getting his point across. But uh, right now, man, Lafleur he needs help. He needs help. Yeah. And and uh, and he, he he needs to start getting back to running the team 100 percent for him, and not just you know trying to keep Aaron Rodgers happy. Mike, great stuff. I know you got to run, do your thing, buddy, and we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. That's uh, Mike Clemens joining us for a couple of minutes. And a lot of the same stuff we were talking about earlier is a lot of the same stuff he just echoed, and probably more so in the immediacy than anything. Probably more so in the immediacy of anything. Um, Coming up next, he's talking right now. Mike McCarthy. Yes! Mike McCarthy. We're going to hear what he has to say about his return to Green Bay. That is coming up next. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Pindell, a quality machining manufacturing company right here in our own backyard. That is New Berlin, Wisconsin. And uh, good people over there. They, uh, If you're looking to work for, for a terrific job, for a company that will train, for a company that will train you in both different aspects, whether it's the old style, the old spindle machining company, or the robotics, plus gets you moving in a career, not just a job, that's Pindell. Or maybe you want to work with them. Maybe you've got some parts you need made and or machined or a company that you work with. Refer them over. Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L. Go to Pindell.com. That is Pindell.com. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Our friends out of Great Lakes Drag Away want to remind you that, uh, hey, the season for uh, drag racing, pretty much over, but 2023 right around the corner. So for that person that has the need for speed in your life, go to GreatLakesDragAway.com. The season pass is available. You can also start marking down some of your dates if you'd like to uh, to run your vehicle. Close the track, rent it for an hour, rent it for a couple of hours, a whole day, whatever it happens to be, get a hold of them. Go to GreatLakesDragAway.com. Don't forget Good stocking stuffer, GreatLakesDragAway.com. And I know it's a Christmas ad, and I, I'm not a fan of Christmas ads before Thanksgiving, but uh, but, but I'm just bringing it to you, letting you know, letting you know. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Take a listen. Mike McCarthy being asked, what do you miss most about Green Bay? I mean, a lifestyle in Dallas, Texas is incredible. I mean, this has been an incredible, incredible opportunity for us as a family. But, you know, uh, Jessica was born there. Kids were born there. <laughs> so, people, Mr. People. Mike McCarthy getting emotional about his time in Green Bay. Just a little bit. Wow. Jessica, his wife, his kids. 
all born in Green Bay. Mike McCarthy asked about Green Bay. It's still uh, a, a tough spot for him, man. Uh, you still believe that he w- wishes he was the head coach of the Green Bay, but not now, of course, but you still wish that he was the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, it sounds like. You got that. Right? Murphy. <laughs> so, I mean, it was time. Don't get me wrong. He won a championship here. He did a lot of great things here. Will Mike, will Mike McCarthy, Ben, be booed or cheered walking onto the field at Lambeau Field on Sunday? I think if the team was really good, you can maybe hear boos. I feel like he's going to get cheered while Rodgers and LaFleur themselves will hear the boos. You know, I'm get if the Packers were, say, you know, what are we, nine games in? If the Packers were, say, seven and two and rolling right now in the, a- in the NFC and in comes Mike McCarthy and uh, the you know Dallas Cowboys also challenging for the top spot. I think Mike comes onto the field and gets a, gets kind of a smattering of both cheers and boos. You know, there he's the enemy now. But now you're like, boy, maybe you're living in. I'm not going to say regret phrase because I don't. I don't think anything was wrong. Anything was done wrong. The Packers moved on. They had success. McCarthy's moved on. He's had success. But I think. Packers fans are smart enough to know that regardless of what you felt down the stretch, the guy helped you bring a title back to Titletown. That deserves some applause. And I think now that things are just foundering badly, you're kind of looking over there going, boy, what if, right? So I I, I think he's going to get cheered. I think it's going to be a... Um, a loud cheer, to be honest with you. Did you just listen right. to that question I just answered? Yeah. He got testy at the end. There's no doubt about that. He got kind of high on the horse. <laughs> so, uh, Jerry says, uh, I'm going to give him a cheer. I wouldn't before, but I will now. Things are awful, and I wish we had him back with his record. Uh, Patrick says, uh, Mike McCarthy deserves our ovation. He did a lot of great things in Green Bay, and his charity in the state of Wisconsin will never be forgotten. Um, this is from Muhammad, who says, I really miss Mike McCarthy and isms, but I do not miss his anger and BS. Will we see another Tyler Dunn article written about the behind the scenes of Matt LaFleur getting manicures? And his, it wasn't manicures, it was, his, it was a massage. He wasn't getting a manicure, he was getting massages in the office so there you go um and angela says lafleur is testy uh post-game interviews and, and such and now right he he not as much right now but going into that game in london he's i don't know what was going on behind the scenes i still i'm still anxious to find out what it's, it's not going to happen until either after this season or after Things uh, have changed, but something, and we may never know. I mean, come on, you know, it's red China. The only way to get in there is, you know, to dig a hole, tunnel in, see if you can't drop a microphone somewhere inside red China. You just, you're not going to hear that. You're not, nobody ever comes out and says, this is what was going on. And let's be honest. Okay. Here's the other thing, Angela, and you bring up a good point. Here's the other thing. Even if. Say a former player comes out 
Say Bakhtiari gets cut loose. Say Mercedes Lewis isn't brought back or Cobb. Somebody gets cut loose and they have this this vitriol to spew about the Packers. Even if they do come out and say, hey, you know what? This is what sucked. Like Zedaria Smith, they treated me poorly. I felt like I was an outcast, blah, blah, blah. Immediately, Zedaria Smith was labeled as, you're a malcontent. They didn't pay you. Get the hell out of here. You're a Viking now. Every time somebody leaves, doesn't matter where they go, if they have anything negative to say about the organization, about the way they were treated or what went on, immediately it's discounted as, bitterness you can never look at it and go you know what maybe there's some truth to that we've heard it now two or three different times from different people maybe there's some truth to that you know okay but we'll we'll just lambaste it as nah he's bitter he's not a packer he's not one of us anymore sometimes you need to listen because even if you believe that where there's smoke there's fire where there's smoke, there's fire. Everything that's stated, unless it's 100% made up, has some validity to it. Now, we know there are certain players that have gone off kind of the deep end, okay? We get that. But you still have a modicum of, even when you hear it from a former player, you're like, really? And then you're like, nah. And then people come at you on all the social media platforms if you post it. No, you're an idiot. It's stupid. It's clickbait and everything. It's like the other day, the, the, the general manager that basically belittled the Packers organization. It was in the Washington Post. And I get all these people that come out, clickbait, stupid. Nobody said that. I don't believe it. Okay, don't believe it. But that that's how you got here is by looking at everything through the green and gold glasses going, anybody on the outside is wrong and a liar, and everybody inside the walls of 1265 in the palace, that's the only people I'll respect. It's the only people that matter. And I will just drink that Kool-Aid, and I will absorb everything that Red China has to throw at me because I am the big green bay sponge. Sometimes you need to listen, you know? Slap my ass with a grilled cheese sandwich. There you have it. Put that on a T-shirt. On the back of the T-shirt with an arrow pointing down. That's what you do it. But sometime, we'll find out someday. Someday it'll it'll happen. We'll hear a lot of what's going on behind the scenes. Sometime it'll come out. Uh, stay tuned. we got a lot more of the, uh, the Bill Michael Show. Another segment yet to go. Hang in there. We'll be back right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers lose to the Lions 15-9 in a game filled with hard-hitting, penalties, and injuries for both teams. After the game in the visitors' locker room, Rashawn Gary and receiver Romeo Dobbs, both on crutches. Aaron Jones' ankle injury was in a walking boot. Rookie Christian Watson suffered a second concussion in a week. Green Bay's only touchdown came late in the third quarter on a 20-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers to Alan Lazard. It was kind of cool since I drew up the play, kind of in the huddle and everything, and I'm surprised 12 even called it, <laughs> um, but it, so it was great and very encouraging for, for me and I think the offense to finally get in the end zone and uh, to be able to cap off that drive the way we were able to do it. With the win, Detroit snapped a five-game losing streak. Lions quarterback Jared Goss spoke to reporters. Just, I'm so proud of these guys, man. It's, it's so hard, and 
you guys don't make it any easier, easier certainly. Um, but it's it's so hard to, to con- continue to do that, and we just do. We just do. I, I, we'll, we'll never lay down, and, and I know there's teams across this league that will, and we're not one of them. So now the Packers have lost five in a row, mostly to teams they were favored to beat. Matt LaFleur asked if any of his players are showing a lack of effort. <laughs> well, I would be concerned if I saw guys not competing out there. I didn't see that. I just saw us not taking advantage of certain opportunities and making way too many critical mistakes. When you do that, I don't care who you're playing in this league, uh, you're going to get beat. Aaron Rodgers under pressure most of the day through three interceptions, two in the red zone. I asked him if at 38 years old he should still be running for first downs outside the pocket. Well, I mean, I played shitty, but uh, I never gave up. Uh, Obviously, I don't want to lead us in rushing. I knew I was going to have to make some plays in my legs, and that's really the moving forward. I'm going to have to keep doing things like that. But no, I feel like we never gave up. I mean, we moved the ball well in the first half and I threw a couple picks in the end zone. From Detroit, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. Good to have you. Get a good feeling. Yeah. Bill Michael's show continues on this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends over there at the Water Doctors. H2, the letter O, doctors.com. That's H2, the letter O, doctors.com. Get a hold of John Atley and the gang over at the Water Doctors. And uh, whether it's the Connecticut Water Softening System or a donation to the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy, they do it all. Get a hold of them over there. H2, the letter O, doctors.com. Again, H2, the letter O, doctors.com. Or call them, 262-549-7733. 262-549-7733. Hit them up. Um, 877-867-1670. Uh, coming up tomorrow on the uh, program, I'm going to talk with Rob Reichel. Uh, he's going to be joining us and give us his thoughts on this train wreck of a season. Mike McCarthy, by the way, on the conference call with the Packers said, I expect everybody from the Green Bay media to be in my press conference after the game. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Is he making some kind of an announcement? How about that? He also talked about Aaron Rodgers saying, I have nothing but love and gratitude for him, meaning Aaron Rodgers. Whole lot of appreciation. He made me a much better coach. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I don't think they're going to dinner together, but nevertheless, that's what he stated. And we're going to hear uh, more from Mike McCarthy coming up tomorrow on the program as well. Uh, Here's a piece of news that's sure to make our own Ben Kenny both be elated and cry because the Philadelphia Eagles are now the odds-on favorite to not only win the Super Bowl, but Jalen Hurts is the new MVP favorite, according to Vegas, Ben. You yeah. now have been dubbed the Kings, which makes you sure to fail. Yeah, that'll end well, like it did this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to tell my grandkids about some of those moments, Bill. I, okay. like, I, I don't know how long it's going to take for me to get over that. I, I truly don't. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> Uh, I it, well put it this way: Brewers fans still uh, still aren't over 1982. Yeah, so it's going to take a while. They, he pulled the pitcher, a, a classic Nelson conversation in the morning about leaving your yeah. starters in to compete. Yep, it was their downfall. Uh, idiots in Houston. <sighs> Luckily, the show's at its end. I was going to go on a rant yeah. about Dusty Baker today. I decided not to. For the reason of what? Ah. Uh, He's not a good manager. Like, there's a reason he hadn't won before. You know, 
There was a yeah. there was a reason his teams kept falling short in big moments, and he managed terribly. And then the Phillies decided to stop playing baseball. So everyone's well, giving all these props seen, to him. Like, yeah, oh, but on. we've seen managers. I mean, Joe Madden, same way. Joe Madden, they said Joe Madden completely got outmanaged in the postseason, yet uh, the Cubs were still able to break the curse and win the World Series. How many managers have we talked about that, they, that they've won a World Series in spite of? You know what I mean? Yeah, Joe Girardi, 2009. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest question coming out of the weekend, the, the number one overall question was why was Dusty Baker wearing black surgical gloves? I I don't understand that. That's all. You know, you're shaking hands with everybody. You're hugging everybody. You're getting champagne poured on you. You're on a television set, you know, but you're going to wear black surgical gloves as if you're protecting yourself from something. I found that rather funny. There you go. That's it. I mean, you know, it's still in a World Series. I, I know you've been doing it for a while, but still in a World Series, man. At least pull out the super clean white dust gloves or something like that. I don't know. Maybe leather mitts. Maybe leather. That would have been better. All right, time for us to go. Have a go. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.